You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Emma Sasek's interview with the star for Montana Story, Owen Teague. Aaron! Just want to see him one more time. Seven years ago, she ran away from him. How is it that I'm feeling pity for him right now? I think I should go. You just got here. No, no, this is better. Stay the night at least. I tried finding her, but you know she didn't want to be found. So I think when we finally sell the ranch, it'll still leave enough to cover the new medical bills, depending on how much we get. And how long he lives. You thought more about that old horse? Got to deal with it sooner or later. Is there something wrong with Mr. T? We're going to put him down. I'm taking Mr. T back with me. Back where? To New York. You live in New York. I'm not going to let you kill him. Are you planning on keeping an old horse in the Big Apple? What, you think I'm being stupid? Of course not. I've done way stupider things for animals than drag a horse from Montana to New York. It's insane. I think she doesn't know how to make the pain go away, but maybe this she can do. I saw what happened that night, what he did to her. And I just froze. I knew what I should do, that I could stand up to him, that I could stop him, but I didn't. So, um, I hear you have gotten a little taste of our family history from my brother. Pretty rough, huh? There it is, in the belly of the beast, that our dad helped shield from government oversight. night I wake up and I think that that can't be what happened. But that is what happened. And that's how it's always gonna be. I missed you so much. You got me now. Your father is a man whose past is complete now. Nothing more will be added to his story. But yours is still unfolding. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hey. Oh, I can. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> where Where are you? What time I'm, is it there? I'm in California, so it's 7. Oh, God. It's really early there. I know. I had to, like, start, I had to start work at 6 a.m., so I'm like just yes. barely floating today. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. This is, this is the good part of the day. It's such a pleasure to chat with you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, of course. No, thank you so much for making some time to speak with me about this film. I'm really excited yeah, to learn a little bit more about you, about the film. Um, so I'd love to just dive right into it. Um, yeah. I guess, first and foremost, how did this story come to you? And what were some of your initial thoughts when you saw like Montana sibling issues? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it came to me... Um via email uh <laughs> they just sent me the script and um and i read it and i was really really affected by it really moved by it and i sent scott and david a tape of me reading you know some some cow <laughs> and then they said yeah let's let's go do it um and so that's kind of how it came to me I, I had no idea what to expect when I, when I first, you know, picked it up and, uh, 
I, I'd never been to Montana. I, I, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a sister. I don't have an abusive dad. I don't have a dead mom. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a pretty wonderful family. And I started reading the script and I just felt like this kind of instant connection with Cal, which I don't really know why, because like our circumstances are not similar at all, but but there's, I don't know, there was like a, there was a thing, and this happened kind of over and over again with this movie is like, we, we kind of got there and then there would just be this like sudden, easy, organic kind of click um, where it felt right. And yeah, I just really, I, I think that Scott and David are just incredible writers and directors, but, but the writing was the first thing that got me. Uh, you know, before I was, before I'd even met them, before I knew, you know, who they were, what they looked like, Mm -hmm. that, that script was just such a, like, beautiful, it was like reading a play, it was like reading a, a a book, so that's, that's what got me, I think. And I was actually going to ask you, you know, specifically about your character, you said that there really aren't that many similarities between the two of you, but there is something there that kind of brought you to them, um, you know, just on that first glance, he seems like a very intuitive young man. Um, you can kind of tell that he has definitely gone through several struggles in his life. Obviously, we learn more about that mm-hmm. as the story goes along. Um, maybe you possibly related to those certain aspects of his life, you know, just the the more the personality rather than those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, that's that is what it is. And I I do. I mean, I shouldn't say that he and I are not similar. We are quite similar. It's just that our upbringings and that our that our you know the details of our lives are quite different. But <laughs> but I think in personality there there is definitely a lot of similarity. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe that was it. Do you have it out for some horse out there in the world? <laughs> you know, you want the horse. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I kind of do. <laughs> you lost a lot no, of money I, Derby, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I lost a lot of a lot of money. Um, <laughs> no, I love. I actually really love horses. Um, I I spent I spent a lot of time with horses when I was younger, and and there's just something about. I mean, you know, any. I wouldn't say I'm a horse person because I don't. It's not like my life, but but I do love working with horses and, and, and riding horses. And just, I think they're very, I think they're amazing animals. Um, that horse was tough. Um, and we didn't really know why, because he was a movie horse. Like he'd spent a lot of time on set. He'd done a ton of movies. He was supposed to be very experienced. (laughs) And then I got to ride him one day and, and he was like the most intuitive and, and responsive and, like energetic and excited horse I'd ever ridden. Um, I'm used to like getting on a horse and the horse is like, how oh, do we have to, like, do we really have to do this? You want to go somewhere? All right, fine. And crackers, crackers was this horse's name was like, you want to go? Okay. What do you want to do? And I barely had to do anything. Like I just had to think this is where I want to go. This is how I want to do it. And he would do it. It was like, it was like telepathy kind of. And so that was pretty amazing and then it was like oh yeah he's just bored out of his mind like that's why he's being difficult is because he has no interest in standing there and looking cute 
he wants to be doing <laughs> stuff he wants to be doing stunts and stuff so like yeah but once once i realized that i was like okay i, I guess i forgive you for making this entire process really hard <laughs> don't you know that you're a grown-up I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Coming up, On 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. And kind of speaking about that horse and, you know, how central he is also to the story. Uh, when Haley, excuse me, when Haley Lou Richardson's character comes in, that's really when the, the drama is amplified, especially between the two of you. And as I said earlier, learning a little bit more about the family history. Yeah. Uh, how did you two build that dynamic? Because it just seems so natural on screen, like, Oh, yeah, you two, we go back 50 years we've been doing movies together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of how it felt was was very natural. We, we, <laughs> we did like we got together, we read we read the we read the script together, um, like read it out loud with Scott and David. And we definitely talked about it, you know, with each other a bit. But we did a lot less like okay, let's get together and work on this than I had expected us to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost glad in a way that we didn't because what ended up happening was we became really close just as like people. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did, she like, we felt like siblings after even just a few days. And I don't know how that happened. I don't know why that happened, <laughs> but Hey, I'm glad it did because because it I'm that thank you for saying that about about how it feels, you know, to the to the viewer with with Cal and Aaron's relationship is like, yeah, we we felt like we'd known each other forever. And so there was this kind of bond that we had, even underneath all this tension and all this, you know, history mm-hmm. that they have to get through. Mm-hmm. There's still that thing connecting them at at the core that that you know, we, we made with each other very quickly and, and very like, you know, kind of surprisingly easily. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of look at the two characters and like you said, you feel that tension, you feel that distance between the two of them, but you also sense that this was a really strong relationship at one point. 
And you really can't help but wonder, like, what happened between the two of them? Yeah. Uh, when it when it gets to that explosive scene um, where the power goes out in the mm. home, there's the drama around the father and his uh, life support machines. And obviously, you two are just kind of going at it. Um, how did you feel in that moment itself? Like, did you feel like you were fully in as that character and going through that emotional journey that you went through? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I mean, it was, it was, we, all of the really like emotional stuff was right at the end of the movie, like okay. at the end of the shoot. It's kind of um, the progression then. Yeah. So we'd had like four weeks, Haley and I, and, and, and everyone to kind of build up to this stuff and, and build these people, mm-hmm. um, which was quite helpful. So by the time we got there, it was like, it was all ready to, to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's, that was my experience was, was, yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, I, I, I was, I felt there was a, there was a very clear sense of, of release after we, after we did that scene. That's awesome. I mean, it clearly showed really like invested me as a viewer throughout all of this. Um, you. you know, I'm, I'm very familiar with your horror work. I saw I saw it like the rest of the world. <laughs> right, like everybody else. Like everybody yeah. else. I saw the cow recently at um, oh, South cool. West, I believe. That's where it played. What'd you think? You know what? I was like, where is this movie going? And I loved like, right. two different like stories that they were playing out. Like the before yeah. after. I was really, really into that. It was um, cool. And you were really creepy. I love well, saying Thank that. you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> Are these more dramatic roles that you found with Montana Story, is this kind of like something that you've always wanted to pursue and, you know, really get into the core with your, with your dramatic work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun to get to do, you know, those kind of more, I don't know what the word is, um, you know, um, kind of over the top kind of characters. and in some ways it's, 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 it's like a different kind of acting completely mm. than, than, you know, like what I, what I would, how I would approach Cal is not the same way that I would approach, well, Al um, <laughs> was his name. So that's funny. They rhyme. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the, I've, I've played a lot of people who are kind of scuzzy and kind of like, you don't really want to be around them. Um, we don't want to be your friends in these movies yeah exactly so it's so it's a nice change to to play someone who you you do want to spend time with and you do want to you know you want to root for them and it's also it's it's a completely different kind of you use a different part of your yourself Mm -hmm. in those and in some ways it's easier in some ways it's harder but it's but it's yeah it's always it's it's very i don't know I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, it's fulfilling in a way to do to do stuff like like Cal or I did another movie right after Montana Story called To Leslie that was also at South by. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get this sort of like you get a you get a catharsis out of it mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it shows. I think you're a really wonderful on-screen presence. And I always enjoy seeing you in movies, whether whether I may not like the character. (laughs) Whether I'm playing a bag of dirt or not. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, that makes me happy. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> of course. <laughs> well, I know that our time is up. So I just want to thank you so much for chatting with me for a little bit this morning and congratulations on this film and, and the success that you've had so far and hopefully many more successes in the future. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Emma Sassick's interview with the star for Montana Story, Owen Teague, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Montana Story is currently playing in limited release from Bleecker Street. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.